You are now listening to Off the Record. Off the Record is Force Unfiltered Roundtable Podcast discussing all things life, art, and culture. Join the Force staff as they will make you laugh, gain insight, and or be offended. Tune in and join the conversation. Deep breath. Exhale. Breathing free air. Fresh out of jail. A brand new story. What's going on, everybody? This is Off the Record, and we are back. Uh, with a little bit of an extra attitude, or at least I'm going to put that on my co-pilot for the evening, uh, which is Armand Wake Up. And uh, I'm excited to have you, bro. Yeah, likewise, man. It's been long overdue. Uh, You guys have been nothing but family uh, since uh, welcoming Doc and I with uh, Clock Radio Speakers. And so, you know, finally doing some cross-pollination. It's it's long overdue, man. So I'm, I'm ready. And you talk about off, like, literally off the cuff, getting stuff off... What better person to <laughs> rap and, rap and get all these bars off than with me? I'm ready. I love it, man. If y'all don't know, uh, Armand is the co-host of Clock Radio Speakers, uh, Force like in-depth hippity hip hop uh, podcast. Um, and if you are a hip hop head, that is where you need to land on a weekly basis. Uh, most Wednesdays. Uh, in the morning, it is there for you, um, and it is by far one of my favorite podcasts because oh. typically it, it gives me the insight into uh, the hip-hop world um, and tells me what to listen to so I don't have to listen to um, so much other stuff because I'm kind of <laughs> jaded at this point in time towards hip-hop in general. So if they yeah. say it's good, it's probably worth your time. Um <laughs> You don't listen to a whole lot either, but I mean, well, we're we're actually going to talk about that today, y'all, because you know the the main topic of conversation today is where did hip hop go, uh, and we are going to be diving into you know two people uh, that that lived and have started uh, ventures into the hip hop game, um, and and literally kind of abstain on a consistent basis because of you know a million reasons, and we're going to dive into that. Uh, and also real quick before we move on, uh, that song you heard at the beginning was, uh, a Don Bean's newest, um, record that he just dropped on his birthday. So one go wish, uh, one of the founders of force birthday, go wish him happy birthday and then go show him some love on his SoundCloud. Uh, we will be sure to post that song on fourth, um, with this off the record. Um, big happy birthday to a Don, man. Yeah, man. Uh, one of the one of the fearless leaders here, so we wouldn't we wouldn't be anywhere without him. Um, but we got we got new music today, y'all. Uh, Armand is gonna give us a little bit of a tease. You're not gonna hear anything, but he's gonna talk to us about his new song that's getting ready to drop Friday. So you're gonna get the inside look uh, uh, on all of that, uh, and then uh, we're gonna talk. Just you know, who knows where this is gonna go. Uh, we have a president who put out um, a campaign uh, commercial this week um, for his campaign for 2020. Uh, what? And uh, apparently he also doesn't know wh- why the Civil War was fought. So who knows where it'll go. But we are here and we are thankful that you have joined us. So Armand, what is yeah. new with you, sir? Oh, man. Uh Get ready to start school, man. That's one. Okay. Um, going back to college, my GI Bill is just sitting there collecting dust. Thank you for your service. Oh, no problem. And, uh, you know, I can't give it to my kids like I thought I was going to be able to. So, you know, why not use it? 
So um, going back to school in the summertime, so kind of gearing up for that, uh, getting ready to get my kids for the summer, so gearing up for that. Um, started a, a new position or a new de- new position in a new department at my job. So just a lot of change, man, a lot of change in my life. And Friday, we're putting out the, uh, the first single, um, the first official single under um, elect being signed to a label which is a completely different experience that I could rant and talk about in detail. Um, and it's called Sweeter, produced by Jay Roden. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited and interested, more interested than excited to uh, to hear, to allow people to hear this record. For sure. Now, you've been working on uh, a decent bit of new music lately. Is that Was that spurred on by this signing? And are you getting ready to drop a full album? Yeah. So, you know, when I signed with, I signed with elect, (laughs) I signed with elect in uh, like July of last year, we announced it in September. And from that point, it's literally been, you know, I've I've been an independent artist. Shoot. I've been putting out music on my own since I was 14, 15, pressing up my own stuff and, you know, selling stuff to mixtape stores and my whole Thing about putting together taking songs off of other people's mixtapes and splicing them together and take like removing all the dj echoes and then slide my freestyles in between there sort of what clue and fab were doing mm-hmm. and so to get to this point um it's been a challenge man being being signed to a label because everything has always been on me mm-hmm. so i'm i'm responsible for everything and now you have other people who you kind of have to rely on and, you know, if they're, if they're not feeling it, then it doesn't get done. Um, if somebody else on the label has priority because they have something done, I can't just say, you know what, I feel like, I feel like put, putting some out today. Like, here we go. Um, and Elect has been very generous. Shout out to Josh. He's been super duper, like, generous and just kind of allowing me to do me. That's why I've been able to put out a lot of freestyles and videos and just regular, normal Armand Wake Up stuff. But actually gearing up for an album because honestly i'm working on four projects right now so wow um so an album an album and what else so an ep with a producer uh to be named later okay um that sets that it serves as a precursor for the album and then i'm working on the follow-up uh to the album which is kairos 2 i'll go ahead exclusive um that'll be kairos 2 and that's actually going to serve as a soundtrack to a documentary that I'm going to film along with some, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Filmmaker? Documentarian? Nah, um, I'm going to put out like some curriculum. There we go. Oh, dope. And I'm putting out some curriculum along with it, just kind of getting into, you know, some other stuff. And then putting out a, a joint project with another artist. Um, that is to be unnamed at this time possibly another project with another unnamed artist bro but you know grind i love it man i love it so do you have new energy when it comes to making music is this an exciting time is it stressful it's a little bit of everything man like some days you know like maybe in shoot what is this this is may so like in february I started writing nonstop every day. I'm writing one, two, three records a day. And then I like pinched a nerve in my back. And if you've ever pinched a nerve in your, like your lower back and when the pain shoots down to like your kneecap and inside of your leg, the last thing you want to do is rap. And 
it took a lot longer than like I expected it to. So um, that kind of took me off of rapping, but I'm slowly getting back into it. School stuff is all taken care of. Now my focus is off of that. Um, I've got a decent routine at work. So now it's kind of getting back to that that yeah. musical space. So yeah, sometimes it's, it's great. Sometimes the energy is amazing. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes it's a whole bunch of stuff, man. But that's just the life of a creative, yeah? Yeah, man. And it, it, you go through seasons. And I think people who don't live that creative like lifestyle understand where there's seasons where you can go all in and you could spend 12 hours a day doing it. And then there's seasons where you just are fed up and you're just like, I can, I cannot do this. Uh, and I've been, you know, as a filmmaker in both of those seasons where I literally do not want to see a film. I don't want to touch, uh, anything to do with filmmaking. I just want to go into the woods and not deal with it. Uh, and then there's times where I can't get enough of it. Uh, and so I'm, it's, I'm glad to hear, you know, it's funny how like show was in this place for a long time where making music kind of seemed like torture for him. A, a Don has been in that place and, and, and it sounds like kind of like you're coming into a new season of excitement. And I think it seems like all three of you guys are actually putting out new music. Uh, and it's fun to see people that I respect in the music world, uh, putting out new tracks because uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but there's so much crap that's being just like put out there. Um, yeah. And hip hop, I'm just so jaded towards hip hop uh, yeah. at this point in time. But before we get there, I figured it'd be fun. There's a, a, a um, on Twitter today, this trending hashtag started. Uh, and I love watching trending hashtags just because man, people are the dumbest. Um, and, uh, and today, uh, the hashtag that was trending was you deserve a penalty for, and I was like, man, that's actually pretty good. Like someone out there was like, uh, you know, I need to get this off my chest. And so he started this hashtag and apparently everyone had someone that they wanted to kind of, uh, roast a little bit. So I'm going to pose this question to you, sir. Who would you fill that hashtag in with? Who deserves a penalty in your life that, you know, or the general population of people that just consistently do something that gets under your nerves? Um, people on Instagram who do like the feet pose. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm all for taking pictures of sneakers. That's all well and great. But like when they, you do the foot pose where you kind of like tilt your foot to one side like that's just really, really corny. Like you're a foot model. Um, I don't know how you could have an Adam's apple or a credit score or a child and do the foot poses. It's it's a little <laughs> too much for me. So if you're foot posing on Instagram, if you're an Instagram foot model, um, you need a timeout, bro. Like it's, it's a wrap for you. Hit uh, the locker rooms and uh, or penalty box or whatever your timeout position is. Um, yes. Like just Instagram in general, like I, you know, I do like a good Instagram, but yeah, absolutely. Instagram's great. There's just, dude, it, like anything, it, it, it's all consuming. And I feel like it, it goes from a good place to where people develop characters and yeah. it's, and they're different. Like I, there's some people I know that are on Instagram that I'm like, that develop these characters. I'm like, this isn't real. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe 
Filters and angles, bro. Filters and angles rule the world. You can be, I, I've li- I'm sure you've seen this being in Atlanta because I mean Columbus, Columbus is like a is like a fake big. It's really small. It's like two degrees of separation. Sure. So you know Columbus Twitter, quote unquote. You'll you run into people all the time, and I've run into people where I'm like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> like shorty, your butt's not that big. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like you got like mad mumps on your back. Like, what are you doing? You you uh visco those out, yo. Like yep. it's crazy. It, yep. It's crazy. You can be whoever you want. I think even worse than that are the people who want to do that, but then they'll like talk about the people who do it. Yes. You know, somebody like makes fun of you for doing something when secretly they want to do it, they just don't have the nerve to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. That's even worse. Yep. It is, man. And then the stories adds like this whole other aspect to it. Like, and I think my favorite things on, on Instagram, the people that I like, I really enjoy following are, are the real, like they give people a real look into their real lives. Like it's not just like the high moments. Like one of my buddies, like his kind of shtick is like, he shows like the worst moments of his day. Like when he, when he, (laughs) Like when he is in an argument with his wife, he brings out the snap story. Like uh, when he is like uh, got the worst email, like from a boss for like getting reprimanded. Like he snaps that. Like when his kids are crying and all hell is breaking loose, like that's what he puts on his Insta story. And maybe just misery loves company on some level, but like yeah. it just reminds me, like you know what life is real and it's not just this uh fantasy land that we've you know made it out to be in some yeah, ways absolutely. and i think that's dope you got to be honest with that because people will literally compare your like your moments to their entire lives you know your highlight reel to their behind the scenes and it, it just it's it it's not real man and it's so i get i get the opportunity to travel with my job a lot and you know uh i, I do post like when i when i am traveling and I am super blessed to be able to go different places, but I will say this so that it doesn't become this like stupid humble brag. It's never as cool as it looks. Like I just, I was in Germany a couple weeks ago for filming and people were like, Oh, I love your job so much. And I, I am thankful for it. But I was in a conference center, like working with a, a chip company doing product shoots and barely got out enough to like see downtown Nuremberg. Like it is, yeah. it is never, and it, and that's the general rule for most people in these situations. It's like, it's never as cool as it seems. It, it never is. And, uh, and I think we as a society need to kind of take it, like take a step back and just realize like we are super blessed and we need to probably put down the phone and stop comparing. Just like yeah, you said, absolutely. well, let me add mine in here. So yeah, please add yours. I'm very curious to know where you're going. So you deserve a penalty for it. And this is something that like literally if I could throw a firebomb every time this happened, I would. Uh, I hate when I'm at an airport and the person at the gate, you know, go ahead, goes ahead and calls for like zone one or sky priority or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, apparently everyone has that on their boarding pass and like just bum rushes the door. Like there's a fire, like they don't have like, like every airline is not Southwest. Like 
and even Southwest has zone like they actually do it right. They're like, hey, stand in this line, and we're gonna we're gonna board single file here. At, like every other airline, you have a seat assignment. Like your seat is going nowhere, but all of a sudden, like the laws of scarcity are applying to <laughs> this flight. Like we're not all gonna make it. Uh, and man, I like I hate everyone in that line. Like there's little children that I hate. Like there's a grandma that I hate. Like, and it's all I don't. Maybe it's because I want to be fr- first in line. And so they're just, they beat me to the punch and they're like just a little bit bolder enough than me. But there's always that person too that's like super young, but they need assistance like going down the jetway. Bro. Yeah, there's the the, um, the middle-aged guy with the uh, cargo shorts (laughs) and like the, the New Balance hiking shoes. And he acts like nobody is behind him. And he's like in row maybe like, 16 or something like that so he's like in the middle of the plane and all these people are just sitting there like bro like hurry up and <laughs> please he's like, like he's just taking his sweet time it's like dude like you're, you're killing me right now he's like taking out his uh ipad pro and then he oh he forgot his stylus so he needs to go back to his bag and like yeah, take that still out got a, still got a blackberry <laughs> like dude like what are you doing like it's the worst man the worst and then last but least is the person who gets on the plane with like the like smelliest food in the world like like you you found you found like the korean restaurant with like like kim like homemade kimchi that just like you couldn't say no to on this one one hour flight home like we are all gonna land in 45 minutes sir could you just not make this flight miserable for everybody Nope, they have to. It, you know, but there's the thing, though. It's the thing about food. Like, it never smells bad when you're eating it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, McDonald's, I mean, I haven't had McDonald's in, like, two years. But, you know, McDonald's never smells bad until it's right next to you and you can't eat it. Then yep. it smells like the worst thing in the world. Same mm-hmm. thing with, with, with everything except, like, pizza or something like that. Yep. Bro. Yeah. So let us know, guys, uh, what um, you who how you would fill in. You deserve a penalty for who are the people uh, that you want to put in the penalty box. Uh, it just kind of feels good to get that off your chest. I did this a couple weeks ago, but people are gonna feel like I'm hating real hard recently because it was slow drivers for me a couple weeks ago. Like uh, I wish that we could play Mario Kart with people and I could throw um, all the shells at people. Pe- slow drivers. Gotta be the red shells because they're, they're, they're heat seeking. <laughs> exactly. They go around corners. Yes. Oh, man. Um, okay. So, guys, that kind of wraps that section up. But uh, what we're going to go do now um, is we're going to dive into the main topic. Uh, we're going to talk about where did rap go. And this, this is such a broad topic. I honestly have no idea where it's going to go. But it came up in pre-show because Armand was basically like, dude, this is what I want to talk about. I run a hip-hop podcast and don't listen to hip-hop. So, bro, tell me where you're at and what happened to hip-hop. Yeah, so I first of all, I, I want to preface this by saying this is not going to be an old man rant. Cool. This is not the I hate Uzi and Yachty and Migos and, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, to me, that's not what's wrong with hip-hop or where things are going. Um you know, 
Clock Radio Speakers was originally my idea um, like in 2010. It was a blog. I was running a blog site. And then um, I had known Doc from, we used to post together on a site called So, um, Support Online Hip Hop, not Sphere of Hip Hop, but shout out to them. And I was like, yo, let's just try to do like a podcast. So Doc and I were doing podcasts when podcasts weren't cool. So this, I think the first episode we did was Watch the Throne. That's 2011. And from there, you know, I was always just, you know, I would, our, you know, our nerdum and, you know, how people talk about how much we know about hip hop. It's because we immersed ourselves in that culture. Like from the time I was two years old, hip hop was in my house. And just knowing everything about everything and going out of my way to listen to everything and every single episode of rap, just years and years of stuff to creating my own and all that. Um, I think on one hand, life happened and, you know, my kids got older and then you get to an age where like you go back and you listen to the stuff that you grew up on. And you're like, how did my parents let me listen to this stuff? Mm-hmm the misogyny the 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 vulgarity just like word i'm becoming my parents now listening going back and listening to stuff that my mom was offended by my mom like being so pissed off that my dad bought the rex in effect rump shaker (laughs) and we're just like blasting it my mom was pissed and to go from that to like now like yeah right like my daughter liked uh when she was here last summer she loved uh futures wicked and I'm just like, the song is dope, but then I feel away because this is my, at the time, 10-year-old daughter. Yeah. And the things that he's talking about on this record, I don't want her dancing to or just even ingesting that into her into her spirit. So, like, that sort of dichotomy, um, knowing what I'm supposed to do as a Christian artist to not only be an alternative to that, but to be like a, uh, like a, the anti to that or just something different, something better. Um, but then still being entertained by that stuff. And then just like the stuff that people are wild by, like, I'm just not wild by it. You talked about Kendrick's album and I've been catching hell for thinking that damn was mad. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can articulate and I, it's weird with people. Here's the thing. Like I get my quota talking. I get my hip hop weekly quota talking with doc for two weeks because we go through we go through so much and we delve so deep into it i don't need to say another thing about hip-hop for a whole week yeah but whenever we put out a new episode i get phone calls i get you know the tweets are cool because you know it's it's our fans listening to it and i love hearing that feedback and getting that engagement but it's like people your friends who don't listen to your podcast, but then ask you what you thought about an album that you reviewed like three weeks ago. It's like, dude, just go listen to the show. Please. I don't want to talk. I really don't want to talk about it. And it's just not worth the conversation. It's just to delve into it. Like nowadays, like that's an art. Mm -hmm. Like people are getting, people are getting paid to do this and the love doing it for the love. Like after a while, it's like, Man, love ain't paying my bills, man. Yeah, like, for real. You know, I like sneakers and, you know, my <laughs> daughter's going to be in college soon. And, you know, like something, something's got to give. So I, I say all that to say, like, the, just the music, the music of it. And then even just being an independent artist and like knowing the artists and knowing how things really work and sort of seeing the wool being pulled over the eyes. And I'm not 
talking about some Illuminati stuff. It's a business. Mm-hmm. So you are going to, you have to look at these artists, not like artists, but as a business, as a building, like Chase is going to operate in such a way that benefits Chase the building um, and that generates income, influence and whatever else they want um, or they need to successfully run that bank. Um, but we as consumers, we love the art so much and oh, it's just this deep thing and I'm one with my art and all this and it it don't work like that on that level, man. It just doesn't. And when you really know, you know, people get on Drake for not writing his own lyrics like Newsflash, very few artists write all of their own lyrics mm-hmm. from the top on down. I, if you're a new artist, you know, there's a really good chance that you're not writing all of your stuff. And, and at one point, your favorite artist was a new artist and he wasn't writing his own stuff or she wasn't writing their own stuff. And so when you, you get into that, you just just the, the sort of, you know, smoke and mirrors of it all. I'm man, I'm 32. Like I don't I don't have time for all of that. Like, is the music good? Um, and if it's not, then I'm just gonna move on and talk about something else um, that is worth my time. So that's the long and short of why it's. I don't want to call it difficult, but it's just weird for me um, listening to hip hop in uh in 2017. It's been like this for probably like maybe three years. And like I think it's it's interesting because I I kind of hit the pinnacle of like really digging into hip hop probably up until about twelve months ago, um, and the previous three to five years, like all I listened to was hip hop and um, and that was like new hip hop and that was you know you know classical classic hip hop and kind of going back to roots and and kind of like seesaw in between the new work and then what was influencing that new work, which was like kind of the, the heroes that are, or the, or your top five. And I was kind of trying to learn, um, cause I kind of was new to the game to some extent, um, where I was brought in, um, through, through Eminem and then kind of worked backwards from that point on. Mm-hmm. But for me, the last 12 months have been like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it just seems like it's kind of a the, the other side of the coin from what you're saying. It's just not worth my time. Like there's nothing that that pulls me out of my cynicism or my like predisposition that it's probably not good enough. I mean, uh, honestly, other than Kendrick's last two albums are the two albums that I kind of came out of my shell and I was like, okay, like I'll listen to this. Um, yeah. And I, I can trust that this isn't going to be just a ginormous waste of my time and what's crazy is like i would go through seasons like that in the secular side of hip-hop on a consistent basis ever since i came out of high school like i would and i don't know if it was like i was on a a holy moment where i'm like i just can't fill my head with the secular stuff and so i'll like dive into the christian side every christian has had that moment every young christian has had that moment so no 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 you're good and but I look at the the Christian side of the hip hop game and I feel like it's just as dry. Like I felt like there was this like actually this huge amount of momentum with like the Jay Givens, the John Gives, like this new kind of crop of young artists, uh, Lecrae, the Lecrae's and like 
were kind of gaining a lot of like notoriety, but in the last 12 months, I don't know, like they've all kind of put out a few small pieces here and there. You, Adon, and Cho, like are just now kind of putting some stuff out that I, f- I find somewhat interesting, but the last 12 months have been so fascinating to me because I think just in general, hip hop has been like this barren wasteland of like, what's interesting other yeah. than Mike will and his beats. Like, yeah. 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 Producers have been killing rappers for the last maybe like three or four years. Yes. And yeah. I, I had the privilege of actually shooting a documentary about Mike will, I guess like six or seven months ago. And I met him and I literally had time to like ask him, uh, like what he thought about the current state of hip hop and he was like, man, if this is the super producer is coming back because hip hop is struggling in general. Mm. Mm. Um, and he was like, and that doesn't hurt my feelings. Like, I mean, he, he had no qualms about yeah, like sure. ushering in the new age of the super producer. But um, I don't know, bro. Like, what do you what do you think is because I felt like. I feel like that there's been just there is seasons in history where hip hop is just so rich and so life giving to the urban culture, but it just feels like it's not there. And is that because we are getting old and we are kind of seeing the darker side of things and we're just missing the boat, or is it is it actually the reality? Do you think? Nah, I think I mean you gotta think about it, man. Like hip hop is in its forties, fifties. And so I think on one hand, a lot of people don't know how to grow up with hip hop. You know, so when you look at rock and roll, the Rolling Stones and Aerosmith don't have to put out new albums. Hmm. Um, But they still, on one hand, the younger generation is taught to respect the older generation. Hip hop doesn't do that. And then on top of that, there's still value in getting older. Um, Hip hop does not do that. So now you've got, you know, these dudes in their late, I mean, late thirties, early forties. And that's not even old, but you are trying to create music for youth groups. And, you know, you're, you're in your, you're like, you're, you've got these like long denim shorts (laughs) that go to your calves. Like it's 2002. And, you know, you're the youth pastor at your church. Now, like you're the cool, you're the cool guy. You're the hip adult. As I was talking about on Twitter last week, like, when hip hop like i had to turn it i had to turn down a um a request to perform for a youth a youth explosion or something like that um in next month and it's like do you even listen to my music (laughs) i don't make music for kids you know what i'm saying and though i have a heart for like young men and that's ultimately what i want to do um where i am right now like i'm trying to repair broken men you know what i'm saying like uh, i'm not in the business of you know when i think of making music for the kids i think of like pep rally raps and those are cool there's no problem with that but i think for the church like there's nothing i wrote this um there will be a piece coming out um on fourth district where i talk about sweeter and you know my my inspiration behind writing it but it's like we want to talk about a christian perspective but we before we give them a christian perspective we have to give them christ first and i think that you know i did a vlog where my man priest said it best it's like well the art's not powerful because people aren't living what they rap about and on the secular side that was always a big no-no so if you were rapping like nwa but you weren't really busting your gun 
like you got thrown out of here. But mm -hmm. on the flip side, you can rap about a Jesus that you don't really believe in. You don't really serve. You have heartily, you know, seek him. But we're supposed to listen to you for encouragement and edification. Eh, not so much. So I think. And I think there's some idolatry on the secular side is too many. There's always one rapper that all the Christians want to be like three years ago was Drake. Now it's Kendrick and Frank Ocean and Odd Future. And, you know, it's like, it's just, that's boring, bro. Like, like, yo, you serve the creator of creativity, man. Like once you find out who you are, like you're fearfully and wonderfully made, meaning you're a one of one, then that can shine and show through your music. You know what I'm saying? The only Christian rapper that I, that I consistently listen to is Taylor Gray. Yeah. Because he's super dope. Taylor has that balance of, he speaks to me and where I am and my life personally, but he still does what I want to do musically. He doesn't do too much. He doesn't go outside of his lane, but what he does in his wheelhouse, he does it very well. And I don't need the, the days of Jay-Z and Biggie doing the, the street single, the club single, the girl single. Like, look, if you don't get girls, like don't do a song, don't do a song about I want a Proverbs 31 girl. Like you don't get no, you don't get no chicks. So like, what are you going to tell me? Especially somebody, you know, coming off of, you know, maybe when I was in the world, I was getting a lot of women. Maybe I was in the church and I still had a problem with like lust and I was smashing a bunch of chicks, a bunch of Christian girls. That's a totally other conversation. But like, I don't want to hear that from you because that's just not your lane. And so like, it's just a whole bunch of things, man. I just think there's inauthenticity, in, in if that's the word. And then like, people just don't even want to be themselves. And then even just the idea of, like being a Christian rapper is so frowned upon. Like nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to, everybody wants to leave the church, but nobody wants to say, well, this is broken. Let's fix it and stay in and do the work so that when it does flourish, like it's going to, because if we believe that, then it's going to flourish again. I bet money, I bet money. I'll put the house up that when the church does flourish again, everybody's going to want to be a Christian rapper again. Mm. You'll see it for sure. But that's corny though. It is, like uh, when it's low, and and it's funny, man. I think so. I will. I'll, I'll get. I totally agree with you that you know everyone wants to is chasing uh, that influence and that success and whatever they deem success is, and 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 typically they're going to go to the place they think they can find it. I do think though that it is it, it's interesting. And I don't know if it's because we don't know how to do good business in the Christian world mm. um, or if it's because we just don't have the experience or aren't trying to find the mentors to 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 mentor us. But I, so I run small businesses. That's what I do. And I know the number one thing that I run those businesses by is you do not lose lose top tier talent and. Mm consistently in the Christian world and specifically Christian hip hop. And one of the reasons I think it stays whack uh, for the most part and stays this like this second tier art, like, like niche art or niche genre um, better yet is because consistently they let top tier talent support talent for the artists walk out the door mm. where uh, they, you know, they take jobs in, 
at major studios and major agencies um, or they go freelance because they realize that like they want to work with everyone. They don't just want to work in this bubble. And, yeah. and and I just I think that if the you know, if Christian hip hop um, or and really any hip hop really wants to to excel. And I think the the main reason that it just generally is not happening is I think people are fine. They got to pay their bills. It's like what you talked about earlier. Like people are going to find ways to succeed. And I think hip hop in general is not a place. A lot of people stay for very long. And I think that's a general statement across the board of the genre, not just a Christian one, but I do think that I know that reach records like they are uh they've lost two people that I would qualify as core to their success in the last five years uh in the last twelve months and mm. t- my estimation is is that because of that they're gonna lose their top tier artists Andy Minio's on his last album I hate to break it to you, but he's gone yeah, uh, he's gone uh and Lecrae is already signed to another label besides the one he's on. Uh, yeah. And then you have the career, like a, a church planter and pastor in Tripoli. So like he's fairly done. And yeah. Tadashi tries to reinvent himself every other day. And it's, it's old. <laughs> um, and so... And now they're trying to sign new artists that really don't do, where they don't have an, uh, this older echelon of artists to pull them along that aren't they're not touring on a consistent basis anymore because they are older and they don't want to leave their families. And so I think you have this like flagpole of reach records falling. And I think you have guys like John Gibbs who are like, OK, I don't want to go that route. Like there's no there's no business model. There's no. Um, trailblazers anymore for me to follow so I'm going to sign an Interscope and I'm done Uh, and then you have like John or Jay Givens like leaving Humble Beast and going off on his own and so I think you just have this mass exodus of uh, of talent into kind of the that of the of the top tier Christian hip-hop artists uh, kind of trying to make it in the mainstream, which I appreciate and I applaud them for doing so. They're very talented artists, but as far as those that are are seeking to kind of claim that title, like honestly, the only one I've heard that I would qualify as top tier claim the title is Show Baraka. Like, yeah, and I think he realizes at the agent stage he is. It's like, no, I'm good with that title, and I want to rock it, and I want to, I want to, to fully live, lean into that, and I think that's great. Um, but I, yeah, man, I think hip hop to me on the Christian side of things, uh, I meet these people, um, because of fourth and other reasons. And I'm like, oh, you're just like, like you said, you're lukewarm. Like you actually don't believe this. This is just the, the path of least resistance for your success. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they can be successful enough, they I feel like they get into major labels and those major labels don't put enough time and effort into them mm-hmm. um these young artists unless they're unless you're like y- little yachty or these other kind of uh, amigos um if you if you don't kind of hit that top tier you just don't get the money and the resources to really put out dope Absolutely. work um and so new artists kind of have to take the independent route and and I, I think you can speak to that's a that's a grind like you talked about earlier. So, 
Yeah. We just we're getting yeah. a lack of good of good art other than the chances and the Kendricks and these these people who are breaking the rules and are doing things that I think are good for the culture and are causing people to think, but it there's such lim they're so limited in the number of albums we're getting that fall into that category. And you know, it's amazing. Yeah, you, you bring up chance because and chance and Kendrick and I think and you say rule breaking, I think that's a good uh word to describe what they're doing, but my my problem is um why 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 didn't well it's twofold number one why didn't we do that first mm. but then on the flip side i've always said this if an artist if a christian artist did what chance did and what i mean by what chance did specifically is blessings like <laughs> if you would have taken that rance allen donnie mcclurkin whoever sings that record and tried to rap over it like we would have been like, oh man, if you don't get like, yo, you're Corny like, as hell. rap for you, yeah. trash. Chance does it. And then like the world is like, yeah, yes. And so the Christians are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, who's going to take the chance? Who's going to take the chance? No pun intended, but then stick around. Yeah. I think that there is absolutely, I, I there's no, OGs of forefathers in Christian hip hop. And what I mean by that is, is I'm not saying that, you know, tunnel rants and cross movement and all that stuff doesn't exist. What I'm saying is, is like the, just the, the secular side, quote unquote, I'm still putting that in quotations, like that side of hip hop, it has its uh, barometers of success. It has, you know, a structure and an ecosystem for how it's supposed to work. You do this and then this happens, cause and effect. Christian hip hop doesn't really have that. Um, like you serve a God who kind of works outside of like man's cause and effect and barometers. It's not that he can't fulfill those things, but you know, he, he also wants to operate outside of that for his will and purpose and what his will and purpose is for each and every one of us. And for Christian hip hop in general, you know, maybe we don't, we don't know that in its totality, but who's going to stick around and actually say, I want to put the work in, and actually like do this because I'll say this though, like the gangster rappers for Jesus, like they're locked in, <laughs> like they're not leaving. Yeah. Sure. So, like the, the thugs with the sleeve tattoos and the, and the fitteds and the ice grills and yo, we Jesus over here. Cause like them dudes, that lane is clogged <laughs> up. Them dudes ain't going nowhere. They are sold out and solidified and preaching the gospel and rapping and through means of rapping they're cool with that but for like your everyday 40 hour a week you know 2.5 kids um or i'm a college student or you know i'm this i'm that just your everyday normal person who's gonna fill that void you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying who's gonna stick around to fill that void and do something new in the earth to sort of bring out and say this is what the mind and heart of God really is. Because to me, um, when God speaks, it's, it's clear. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like there, there, there will be no, is chance a Christian is Kendrick a Christian is rapper X a Christian? Yeah. He's definitely a Christian. Yeah. And go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no I don't cut you off. No, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 good. Cause you're probably going to answer something that's going to go into where I'm going. So go ahead. Yeah. Or ask something. Yeah. No, I, I, cause I think, Chance, Chance put like people talk about blessings, right? Chance put awesome God 
a him. Right. Like people talk about blessing. He put awesome God on his album. Yep. Like, and I, I'll admit it. Like, I, if a if D one had put awesome God on his album, I'd be like, duh. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. I love how you just randomly sneak D one <laughs> slander. Ah, uh, he's so bad, bro. Uh, he's a great guy, though. That's what everyone will tell you. The first thing. Yeah, so you know you're bad at bad <laughs> Yo, at what you do. Listen. If the first response to, hey, what do you think of so-and-so is, he's a nice guy, that means that what you're supposed to know him for is trash. <laughs> it's trash. It's so bad, dude. But Chance put Awesome God on. And, and so I think, man, but Chance has been, again, uh, part, of, part of, like, my mentality is as a, as a uh, starting a film production company, and not wanting to get caught up in the Christian subworld because it can it can monopolize like honestly even as like a production company and a filmmaker like even the Christian subworld can monopolize your time and it's very intriguing as you start your career like people were uh, initially as I started my career were paying me exorbitant amounts of money to work in the Christian world right which is a weird dichotomy in general like I'm making this much money um, off of churches and conferences and these other things. But I had a really good friend that was like, you need to leave and then come back when it's like, it is true. It's a mission to you. Like it is, it's purposeful and it's not, you know, it's not necessary for you. Like go Mm -hmm. into the secular world and make a, a, a means for yourself. And then, and, and when it is, when you are able and the Lord kind of paves that road for you, come back when it's no longer necessary and you can give without necessarily taking or needing to be manipulated by the system that exists currently. And it was the best advice I ever got. And I wish that like you have so many dude and I don't, I'm, I don't know anything about the, the label that you're signed to, but I feel like so many artists are hindered by subpar Christian labels um, yeah. that can't serve their artists in the way that they need to be served. Like they're super talented, but some Christian guy decided he, and he wanted to launch a business in a Christian subculture and that it was propped up by simply the fact that they put Christian into it. Yep. And so he didn't have to learn how to actually run a label or run a company in general. And it's limped along because of the Christian label. And it also has hindered the growth of the, those that kind of fall underneath its umbrella. And yep. for me, that's just this whole other conversation about we have hurt those that would have stuck around and those that um, like would have f- had that thought, but they were like, but for me to kind of reach like my highest potential, I have to go elsewhere to find this mentorship or this kind of fill in the blank. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's, that's a good point. Um, Because then it sort of takes the, you know, like if I if I'm not free, if feeding my family is tied into feeding others, serving others, like there's always going to be that stretch and that pull. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like yeah, this is the right thing to do, but my my family might miss dinner. Yep. You know, do I trust God to that? On one hand, it, it's weird because these these are the things that like. Christians struggle with, but don't really talk about. Like we talk, we say that we don't talk about certain things. We actually talk about them a lot, but then there's other things that we really don't talk about. And so both instances make sense. On one hand, 
it's like, well, is it a faith issue? Because maybe I, maybe if I don't, if I don't do the right thing, um, and maybe take this last little bit of whatever, whatever I have to do with a situation that causes me to maybe serve another community or another family instead of feeding my family, like, is that the right thing? Yeah. People always say that, you know, family is the first ministry and all that stuff. Like, okay, so maybe that's wrong. If, maybe that's not right or wrong. If I say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make sure that my family is taken care of. Um, like that's, like, that's a real struggle because, like, what do you do when both answers seem like they're the right answer? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you take one of those things away and you make a, a means and a, and a living for yourself, like, it, it frees you up. That's why I always respect people. Like, my, my pastor, one of my, actually, both of my pastors um, are now full-time ministry. And since we're a church plant, I'm like in the middle of that. So I know all the details, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like, I respect them beyond measure. So when I hear people talk about pastors stealing money, I'm like, well, Hey, like that ain't it over here. Like they could actually use the extra hundred dollars. <laughs> um, but like that dichotomy is so that dynamic is so crazy because a lot of Christians deal with that. It's like doing the right thing versus doing the God thing is the God thing. The right thing is the right thing. The God thing, like how, how does that work and how do you separate that and still serve freely? So to bring it back into hip hop, you know, a lot of the, this is one, I talked to Dre Murray about this a while ago. Um, a lot of these dudes are kids. Like they're 23, 24, 25, 26. And they are doing this full time. And at the same time, trying to figure out adulthood and all this other stuff. And it's like, man, like, um, we're low. I mean, it's the same dichotomy of uh Tupac and Big. Like Pac died when he was twenty five. Big died when he was twenty three. Like they're children. There's no way. All my friends are just starting to have kids now. Taylor has a toddler and a newborn. Jonathan Baker has a toddler. My daughter's about to be in the seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? So they're mm-hmm. dealing with diapers and potty training, and like I'm dealing with periods <laughs> and and suicide. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, our our perspectives are just going to be different on these levels. So now you've got these kids who don't have kids and they're able to move around and they're going to approach it differently. And when they see that they're not getting what they believe they need to be getting, they're going to be out. Yeah. Like, they feel like getting a nine to five is like that's giving up. Sure. Nah, bro, you got to live the dream. Like, nah, fam, like I need that check every two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying it's so it's so much, man. It's not an easy, simple solution to any of that, man. Yeah. That's good. And I think, again, it's hip hop is this beautiful thing that I think has gotten probably me and you through some of the kind of toughest times in our lives. Um, And I think because of that, at least myself, I hold it in such high regard that it's like, man, don't F this up. Like this is this is something beautiful and you are kind of using it. Um, and I think over time I've just become more and more jaded on the secular side to the, the yachties that are, that, um, like that are just, man, I just can't, or even like radio shows that make like these hip hop artists read this stupid book, uh, whatever, it's a children's book that like, I know, like I know a lot of people that really love it. They think it's hilarious to to hear every ludicrous or whoever else is on there like rapping these lines um to this children's book. And I'm like, "Man, like 
what happened to just taking this ultra serious and maybe I'm just too ultra serious of a person, uh, but, and, and hip hop can be fun and I think it can, but man, for me, I just, I want to see someone who this is an art form. And I think we see Kendrick sees it as like, this is art to him. I think chance sees it as this is art to him. And I think a lot of other people, when I listen to uh, their music and watch their videos, they are just, it is a means to an end to provide money um, for their families. And I get that. But at the same time, I think for, for those that want to become the next chance, like you have to care about the art so deeply that it almost consumes this ulterior motive of making money in the process and letting yeah. the money take care of itself. Yeah. 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 It, they say, uh, when they talk about doing what you love and you know, the money will come, um, that just kind of has to not be, you know, the primary focus, but what does hip hop teach us? Money is the motive. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So again, it's one of those things where like the church and Christian hip hop just needs to redefine what its barometer of success is. It's not that money and wealth and financial prosperity can't exist, but when it becomes the main thing, that's when people start moving wrong because now it's, I gotta, you know, if it's between my belly and my God, well, for some people, my God is my belly. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Totally. It's not, it's not, it's not easy, man. It's crazy. It's not easy, but I do, I, I do, uh, look forward to, you know, again, this, a wave of artists that can, uh, and maybe it is like that young gun generation, uh, that doesn't have the responsibilities of a family to feed, um, that can kind of deliver like on that level of, of game changing. Um, and I can believe every time they put out something, that it's like okay, like this is this is at least worth my my time uh, and my effort. But yeah, I, I think I think it has to be twofold. I think that yeah, it may be the artists after that, but I think I still think that we need somebody. Mm. We need late twenties, early thirties, because the reason why Yachty and Uzi don't bother me is because they're children. <laughs> That's a great point, man. And children don't speak for me. Like I don't go to them for my fix. That's because good. keep. Keep it real. I was a big No Limit fan as a kid. <laughs> sure. My hated Master P. My cousins hated Master P, but they grew up on what? Eric B and Rakim, Cool G Rap, you know, NWA, Above the Law, DJ Quick. So when they see this dude pr- prancing the stage with, with gold teeth, talking about make him say un, sound like a fake Tupac, they're like, man, get this out of here. And I'm like, no, this is great. <laughs> it's the same thing for that generation. So I think... We need somebody who is not impressed by the Kendricks and the chances and, oh, my goodness, you know, like the we're not blinded by their lights. Mm. We can still speak to those. We can still speak to those places that they also speak to and offer a different uh, perspective. Yeah. Like we, we need that. To, like the 30 and over crowd need that, too. Yeah that's that's an amazing point and i i think too like i would never go uh to a college campus and find a freshman and be like hey uh can you tell me how to feel about this situation in my life like can you give me perspective can you uh can you commiserate with me like that's a great point man and i think too it's like like you said like hip hop doesn't age like hip hop gets 
has a shelf life to it, it seems. And when certain people hit that shelf life, we say, oh, no, like, uh, you can't keep up. And so there isn't, like you said, there isn't that, that those OGs. And I'm even guilty of saying, hey, man, you need to hang it up. Like, I'm guilty of kind of when someone hits that shelf life. And but then again, I think that there are certain people that do need to hang that shit. I was about to say, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes you ain't wrong. Sometimes you need to trade. You need to, uh, you know, I don't need Bubba Sparks. I'm glad that Bubba Sparks is a is a is an A&R Interscope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Bubba Sparks. Adon and I talk about how great um, Deliverance was. But that was 2003. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like transition into something else. For sure. I don't need I don't need another Will Smith album. It, it'd be cool now for the nostalgia of it, but Will Smith went from music to TV to movies. He transitioned. Yep. So hanging it up isn't necessarily quitting if you have something else lined up, and that should be your point. That should be one of your goals. Is yeah, is and I think that there is that natural progression that I think a lot of hip hop artists you know don't make that natural progression, and I think that there's the there's the Jay Z's in the world that it's like, and we can all debate his last three four albums. But at the same time, uh, he still can rap. Like he right. he doesn't put out an album where you're just like, this is this is just the worst thing. Or he's clearly too old. It's like the beats, uh, like maybe uh, I don't know. It's debatable. But I think that that we need those special people that kind of do push past the thirty yard running back rule and like can still run, um, yep. and 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 be there. And so hopefully. Man, like you said, we're looking forward to your album, so uh, we can uh, have have something for us, um, us old people. Um, with uh, <laughs> don't put it like that. Damn, man. damn. I, I'm having my, I have a baby on the way, so I do feel older than I did about nine months ago. So um, yeah, yeah, bro. I need that. Yeah. I need that dad hip hop. We, we gotta have people to see. I don't. I don't. Ex- I don't expect these kids to be able to, you know, rap about what it was what it's like to have kids like you don't have kids like your nephews are not your kids mm. and i and i have nephews and i consider them to be close but it's it's different when you have your own when you have your family there's just certain there's just certain spaces that you have to live in to be able to speak to and so you know we need that and i i hope so man my my passion for this is poured into like my music my ministry now we're like that's what I want to speak to. I could, I honestly could care less where my music goes. I just want to be able to speak to the sphere of influence that I'm, that I've been given. I know that I can rap better than anybody in the world. Cool with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, that now I'm content. Now that I'm content in where my identity is. All right, let's, let's put this music out and let's make it as good as we possibly can. And let's speak to those people who are still part of hip hop, but feel like they have no voice. Uh, for them and their demographic well let's dive into it real quick i know we kind of teased it along the conversation uh, your song sweeter coming out this friday um yep. uh there is an article on fourth that kind of really dives into the motivation um so you can go check that out uh this friday uh when the song drops um but man tell us a little bit more um about the motivation for the song and and really what you're trying to say um for the, to the people um I think that, and I kind of said it earlier, man, like my album is low key a worship album. Like it's really weird um, without getting into the whole theme of everything, you know, like 
I put out the Epiphany of Marcus Graham and mm -hmm. I put out every single one of my projects has a theme to it. And when I was sort of praying and trying to figure out what I was going to do with this album, the Lord clearly spoke and was like, well, you've done conceptual albums about all these things and fit me into them. When are you going to do a conceptual album about me? Hmm. And that has been a challenge, like just specifically rapping about the goodness of Jesus, but then still keeping the, uh, the musicality intact. The bars are there, the sequencing, saying those heavy weighty things that I'm known for having that transparency, you know, it, sweeter is just kind of like an introduction to that um it's it's just talking about like yeah we have a lot of crazy stuff going on in our culture man um and those things need to get spoken to and there are a million rappers right now who are speaking to those things i want to speak to those things god has my focus on him so let's just talk about him and let's just talk about how good he is and jay Roden, i'm a sucker for 90s gospel flip the hezekiah walker record and like it was it was just easy. So, you know, I think more important than, oh man, I hope you guys really like this record. You guys will like the record. Like, I'm not worried about that. What I, what my, what I'm really curious, what I'm really curious is, is I feel like this is my Saul to Paul conversion. Yeah. Um, and even closer, like, you know, like Lecrae, um, like people talk about prior to rehab, he was the like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus guy. And now he's, you know, the poster boy for watering down, selling out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. When people talk about, you know what I'm saying? So it's like going from those dichotomies in your relationship with the Lord to being like completely sold out to actually talking about God in different ways. I'm the other way around. Like I spent so much time talking about God in all these different ways. Now I just want to talk about the Lord because he's just really revealed himself to me in this last year, 10 years into my walk this is like the first year where things have just became like the lights cut on. So I'm very curious to know what people's response is going to be um, to that. And then to this whole album and to even how I roll it out and all that stuff, man, I'm just, I'm excited, but it's, it's just going to be dope, man. So don't ask me when the album is coming out, just enjoy what I'm doing. <laughs> like, just trust me, man. I, I got y'all. Y'all are going to be like Armand stop rapping like fairly soon. Like I got y'all. Cause when was the last time you dropped a full album? Was it the, cause the epiphany of Marshall Scram was an EP, right? That was, I mean, it was like, it was, it was like a fake mixtape album. There was just mad 90 samples. That's on right. There. Okay. So, you know, there's certain places we couldn't put it. Um, but my last official retail album was Kairos and that'll, that'll be 2000. That actually turns four on the 21st. Dang. So four years. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. I mean, and you guys talked a little bit about this um, on the review uh, of Kendrick's album, uh, which I appreciate. And if you guys haven't listened to, go definitely check that episode of Clock Air Speakers. But um, talk about a little bit as we wrap up with this being the last question, like that time that it went between albums that it allows you to really kind of recharge versus putting just putting out an, an album after an album after an album. Let me say that there's nothing more than I, that I, there's nothing more I hate. And this should actually be like a, a time. What was that hashtag we talked about earlier? Uh, it was. Did you need a timeout or something like that? You deserve a penalty for. You deserve rappers. You deserve a penalty for when your new album comes out and you trash your old album. <laughs> I hate that. Like it's a moment in time. 
It's a capsule. You may not have got, gotten everything right. You may, it's really just serves as proof that you grew in certain areas. So when you go sure. back, like when I go back and listen to Kairos, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But I'm not going to belittle um, people's experiences with that album because I've had just crazy testimonies of people who have told me what the Lord has done uh, with them and for them through that project. So for me to come out and say that's trash, that's me basically saying, well, your walk is trash. Sure. Like, I don't want to disrespect anybody. So, you know, the, the time in between albums, it's weird. I'm, I'm old school, man. Like, I'm fake old school because on one hand, I can put out music whenever. Um, but at the same time, I like the, the Jay-Z's um the i think alicia keys did did it uh kanye does it like the heavyweights do it they put out an album they tour and then they go away mm. and then when they come they'll maybe do some guest appearances here and there whatever whatever they go away for two three four years they come back and it's like they've you just it's just weird you get to like live out um, the difference, mm-hmm. like that, those, you know, the the time in between you're living and you're garnering experiences and wisdom and all these things that help shape uh, how you create music for this new project. Because you kind of have to be, you kind of have to be a vision. You kind of have to be a vision caster if you're going to do music because you're almost like, Doc talks about this all the time. And we talked about it yesterday on this week's episode of Clock Radio Speakers, like 808s and Heartbreak, like, people are still building their sound off of what Kanye did with that album. Mm-hmm. And that came out in 2008. So you have to be confident in yourself to be like, Hey, people may not get it the, you know, for years. And one day it's just going to click for everybody. So it, it's just really important to in that time, like just really get confident in who you are and your abilities and your talents and your gifts and just live life, man, mess up make mistakes, fall on your face, trip up the flight of stairs, like do all that stuff. Cause all it's going to do, if all things work together, like it's all going to work out and it's going to show itself through your art. That'll be your authenticity versus, you know, I see what Jay Givens is doing. I want to rap like him. Yeah. You're trying to live his life and you can't live his life. You don't know him. And you're not as you good know. as he is, probably. Like, I mean, and and, you're probably not as good as him, right? I mean, in the sense of that, like you said earlier, which I think is great, and I think it applies to Christian and non-Christian people, like in this world, like you are one person, like, and you are gifted in a certain way to whether it be rap or create art or type a freaking report, like, do it yeah. in a way that like it it most fits you, uh, and and don't try to do it like the person next to you. Cause you're going to do a shitty version of that, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and no, and no one really wants that. No one really wants you, especially in the hip hop world. Any artist listening to this to bite off of chance or Kendrick or future, like every, you, I, I think you were generous when you said earlier, like who do, do Christians are, who are they biting on right now? Like, I think they lag long enough back that they're still buying on future and it's the worst thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just please stop. Off, I see people biting off Migos and Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, I mean, even just down to like the look, how you present yourself. Remember a couple of years ago when everybody was biting off the Kanye good Friday artwork. So it was like 
the black with like the bold red lettering. Yep. It's like it's little stuff like that. Like you, like you weren't doing that prior to Kanye doing it. Like it's just painfully obvious. Like you gotta don't do that, bro. <sighs> don't, yes, don't do that, bro. And then the locks and like the the baby twists and the locks are like I right. feel like everyone wants is doing that now. Which I'm I'm not sure like what the impetus. It's why I cut my hair. <laughs> because when I grew my hair out, nobody was growing their hair out. I got made fun of when I had the, the afro. I cut it into the box. People made fun of me for that. And then I just went to the mall one day and everybody, all the kids had nappy hair, all crazy with Jordans. And I'm like, yo, like I'm twice these dudes age. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I called my barber that day and was like, nah, like, <laughs> we need to stay ahead of the curve. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There little, there's little things as artists that you need to do to just stay creative and to stay on your toes. Like, rapping can't be your only form of, like, creativity. I think if you're creative, then you, like, that creativity is just going to flourish everywhere if you let it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe little stuff like that is just what you do. Maybe you, maybe you got to cut your hair. Maybe you got to switch up how you dress. Maybe you got to switch around all the furniture in your living room. You just have to do other things to stay creative and then that sparks up mm -hmm. you know the rapping or whatever so you're not feeling like you gotta freaking you know bite off of everybody is yep. it so boring it's stupid <laughs> it's so boring bro and it's yeah uh, we could we could we could we could run this whole conversation back um from that uh kind of point point of view it's just it is boring uh and but i do i have hope i will not allow uh, anyone listening to this to say, Dan, you're just a hater. I have hope that, uh, you know, genuine art is a possibility. Uh, and that's really all I'm asking for is I like, I don't care if you're Christian or Jewish or Muslim or fill in the blank, what like your worldview in which you rap from. I just want it to be a genuine representation so that when I listen to it, I can get to know like you on a deeper level. Like, Another guy who I think is undervalued that's kind of like in these circles is John Bellion. I've talked about him a lot uh, on Off the yeah. Record in the back in the past, but like that's another dude who like he is so weird. Like he in the sense of like he has done him for the longest time, and he is you know just in the last two years, three years, but like five years ago he was just doing him, and he was cool with that. Um, yeah, and. Uh, and he would take his little kind of producer's pad and like make the weirdest sounds and just like his behind the scenes documentaries are the hilarious, are the most hilarious. Cause he's just in the studio by himself, like just wigging out on himself and the stuff that he's coming up with. But the, the point is, is we all just need to be okay with doing us in the purest form of what that means. And I think people will pay attention. We're just not patient enough in general to wait for that recognition so we we kind of give it one go uh and then we're like oh wait that didn't work okay what works that I works agree. future works whatever works yep, yep. we yep 100 percent. yep i have nothing to add man well this was so fun uh and and guys we're gonna be doing this a lot more on off the record where uh we're gonna have kind of the full cast of characters rotating through um and one exclusive, last exclusive that we can give you uh, today or two. Armand uh, is dropping uh, Sweeter on Friday. 
tuned into fourth uh, to get kind of the behind the scenes look at that. Uh, he has a dear fourth coming out uh, for you guys. And two, Show Baraka is getting ready to drop his newest podcast. Uh, it's going to be in the serial form of things where he's going to give you all of the season. Um, it's coming soon. So tune in to fourth for that. Um, mm. And uh, make sure you put the pressure on him and you ask him about the unnamed unreleased podcast so that he doesn't flake on y'all so mm. i'm putting i'm putting the the heat to the the feed on that one so uh y'all thank you for tuning in uh fourth only exists because of you guys thank you for tuning in to clock your speakers thank you for tuning in to off the record this time with armand wake up and y'all uh it's been a good one armand thank you for tuning in tell the people where they can find you yeah, uh, Dan, thanks for having me, man. Um, this was this was great. Um, you can follow me at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm not on LinkedIn. I'm not on Black Planet, any of that stuff. So, yeah. Bro, I've had more Black Planet conversations, like people telling me their Black Planet stories in the last, like, two weeks. For some yeah. reason, I think it's like making a resurgence or something because – Probably will. I have some Black Planet stories that, oof. (laughs) Man, well, I'm Dan Duncan. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and the Instagrams at at Dan Dunk. Y'all, it's been good. Um, This is Off the Record, your unfiltered podcast where we say what should be said. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Deep breath, exhale, breathing free air, fresh out of jail, a brand new start. You're done with petty crime. Try to find any way that you can make back the time. An uphill climb, the system stacked against. Show pro-